It's Monday. It's Monday. Welcome to Melanated Way, you guys. We are talking all things happily ever after. Season 7, episode 12, Isn't She Lovely? And because he's one of my faves, I have Gio on the line. What's with going me on? Hi, Gio. Hello, Linda. The Melanated Way show, you know we here. How y'all doing? Hope you're doing blessed. Hope you're having the best of us. Hey, Jennifer, Sly Cat, Geek Girl, Annie. Aw, Annie says, hello, it's me. I'm so happy to tune into you right now. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, girl. Hey. You guys, I have some juicy gossip for my Patreon subscribers, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold it in until Saturday. Anyhow, hey, Joslo, let's get started. Um, I want to talk about Gio, Bilal, and Shida for a minute. Okay. So married for a few months. Same issue that they continue to have all season. She wants progress with her business and her baby. She signed that prenup. She's like ready to go because she has her green card. She has her work permit. She wants to like get roaring, right? She wants to be a businesswoman. She wants to be a mom, all these things. And Bilal is like not having it. He's not having it whatsoever. He's like naysaying, naysaying everything, right? So he thinks he can distract her by... um going to New York. Now they're going to New York to meet uh, Utris, who is Shida's best friend. And Utris is from London. <clears throat> Very beautiful girl, by the way. Um, but she's, you know, strong, strongly opinionated. And so I want to talk about that in a moment with you, Gio. But so they get there. And of course, it's like her first time. And his... have you been to New York, Gio? No, I never went to New York. I want to go, though. It's amazing city. Like what she's describing, the sounds, the hustle, the bustle, all of that stuff. It's it's absolutely all that stuff. And when you hear that it's the city that doesn't sleep, it really is the city that doesn't sleep. That there's something to do all the time. Although it's so expensive, you guys, you walk into yeah. your house and I don't know, $300 is easily just gone and you have nothing to show for it. Damn. So, um she also said that it was like a point like back in Trinidad, they call it poesy where you store your urine. Listen, if you guys have ever been to New York in the summertime between the rats and the smell of like garbage, it like burns your nose at first, but then you just get used to it and you kind of just forget what? about it. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's the concrete jungle. Oh, hell no. It's the concrete jungle. <laughs> and so people are stacked upon, stacked upon. And like restaurants and businesses, what they do is they throw their trash out on the curb and it gets picked up weekly. But you can have like bags and bags and bags of trash just everywhere. But it's a beautiful city. There's other, other stuff like Broadway and Central Park and an amazing nightlife, amazing food life, the bodegas, all the things. Like I could have a whole show on New York City. But... But what about the rats, though? Like, I heard about them rats that be, like, fighting cats and dogs. They oh, yeah. chasing humans. What the hell going oh, yeah. on out there? Oh, yeah. The rats, are, the rats are, like, at least, at least like, a fifth size is probably, like, a smaller rat. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the only place, though, I've seen, like, a video of a rat, like, a cat. Running from a, a rat there, and you know, usually cats and mice and rats is supposed to be scared of cats. Some rats they ain't scared of no animal. They fight animals and humans. Like 
Nah, I'm, I don't know. I probably had to take a trip to New York when they clean that up, and then I'll go out there. But I don't know. It's kind of scary. That's scary, though. Seeing one of them things come up to you inside of bite you. Okay, it calm down. Nah. Okay, calm down, Gio. The rats are not coming up to you, surrounding you like it's the apocalypse and biting <laughs> you. Like, slow down. <laughs> Sly Cat says, I know it's going to be hilarious tonight. Linda, you'll talk proper and I'll translate to you what Gio is saying. <laughs> you don't need a translator. <laughs> Remember when you said you just you just talk different. This is like different. <laughs> anyway, so both of them are Bilal and Shida are both excited to be in New York City. Um, and she's just loving like Times Square. She thinks it's the pinnacle of romance. And then Bilal gives that stupid corny, like, I'm not sure what's going on with him. I don't know if he's like don't you find Gio that he's a little bit more like he's quieter, but he's also more passive aggressive this season. He's very passive aggressive last night, and I I was saying that like, think about it. You see how much he be really having a lot to say to Shida. Like, he wants to tell Shida how to wait America, how way we are over here. But as soon as she got around her friend, her friend seen something that a lot of other people weren't seeing because you know he's the was around his family most of the time. Now here we have a person that's somebody that's not Bilal's kin or his friend that's seeing the games and manipulating tactics that he like to do and try to make it seem like he's better. So she's like, no, she's not falling for that. And I'm happy that she chewed him out. She he needed to be done because he was coming off very passive aggressive. He was getting upset. She said, you were getting a little bit upset. He said, me upset. Yeah, it seemed like his collar was sweating a little bit. You know what I mean? 100% agree with you. Now, here's the thing. So what what I think is I think Bilal's not good with new people. He's not good with new people because he likes things a specific way in his house. He likes to be the boss of everything. And he's hoping, and hear me when I say this, he's hoping to groom Shida into the wife he wants her to be. So he wants to be able to control her every move, to mansplain to her everything, to dictate when everything and anything is going to happen, when they're going to have a baby, when she's going to uh, open up her yoga business, who who she can hang out with, all the things. And so Utris comes in and she's her own woman and she's actually speaking back to Bilal and he, he couldn't handle it. And if you guys remember uh, the tell-all, where all the other female cast members were, te- were telling him about himself and he couldn't take it. So all of a sudden mm-hmm. he got quiet. That's him. Like if he can't be in charge and if he can't be in charge of his wife and her friend is opening her eyes to his shit behavior and his passive aggressiveness, that's mm-hmm. why she just sits there. Cause I'm like, why doesn't Shida ever say anything? Like she doesn't say anything. You see your husband's bad behavior and it can't be everyone else all the time. If he's the singular de- denomination that's the same and you don't even like what he's doing to you and how he's mansplaining to you, then you can imagine what your friends are going to think. Exactly. I just think Malau, um he, he he had been off more than what he can chew with dealing with Shida. And now Shida is, um, 
giving him what he don't want, and that's bringing that that friend around. She ain't gonna be back on no more episodes, most likely. When she do, it's gonna be a real awkward situation. I hope they bring her back, but you know, uh, it's gonna be really awkward, and he's not gonna be ready for that 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 dialogue kind of conversation. She's gonna be ready to bring to him. He's gonna be thrown off. He's gonna be. He probably not even gonna want to be in the same room as that woman no more. Yeah, exactly. Sly Cat says, Bilal doesn't want a marriage partner. He wants a woman to fit into his world and add to his life. He doesn't care about what she wants. Those are facts, Sly. Those mm-hmm. are facts. So I just think he's not really good with, with new people, and he's especially not good with strong women, right? And and mm-hmm. we can say it's a cultural thing. We can say it's a religious thing. But I'm just going to say it's a Bilal thing. Bilal is used to having what he wants when he wants it and no one should question that do you know what i mean so uh the girl sits down uterus sits down uh they're having dinner and i did feel that she was coming in a bit guns a blazing right and i get it that's your best friend your best friend has been complaining about her husband her very new husband for a very long time so she's complaining, she's complaining, she's complaining. Your best friend is going to want to stick up for you. But I always say to you guys, I think it's also very important not to always get other people involved in your your relationships. Yeah. So I agreed with Bilal in the sense that, hey, a relationship is me and my wife. And so if I want to talk about issues, I'm going to talk about it with my wife. I don't know you. I've met you for five minutes and you're coming guns a-blazing and you want to have a conversation about my relationship with my wife? Like... Nah, how about we sit down, we get to know each other, we have good conversation, and then maybe later on you can ask me a few questions. I just don't think that Uter should have come in guns a-blazing like that, because especially with Bilal's personality, of course mm-hmm. he got defensive. He got defensive, and he tried to put a little bass in his voice, if you guys noticed that. Mm-hmm. Called her nosy, uh, snotty. And she's like, well, I think you're presumptuous. I think you're rude. I think you're mean. And, and you seem a little tense. And he saw, he seemed a lot tense, actually. A lot. Yeah. He, sat, he sat up in that booth like this with like the crazy eyes where he was like this, not blinking and trying to like stare her down. Did you all see that? Yeah. It was crazy. But you know, um, with those two, it's going to be very interesting to see if they bring her back on because now you're right. She shouldn't have went for his juggler like that. She went straight for the throat, you know, like right at him, like out the door. She didn't even say, hey, what do you like? And none of this. She just basically drilled him like, how are you with her? And I'm mad at you. She basically said I'm mad at, she was mad at uh, Bilal for not letting Shida tell her that they got married. Which really didn't make any sense to me. I think that was kind of what she was saying, that she's mad at him because of he didn't let Shida tell her that they were married. But that's not Bilal's problem. That's Shida's problem to let her friend know if she wants to. And her, I don't know, that, just, that whole entire conversation, that whole entire like argument last night was kind of crazy. Yeah, I thought that it was unnecessary like i said i i do think that uterus crossed the line by coming in guns a blazing yeah i, mm-hmm. I know you have concerns for your friend but i also think that shida shouldn't think that 
her best friend needs to fight her battles. Because she said it when she got there. She's like, hey, I'm hoping uterus will be able to see or uterus will be able to convince Bilal that, you know, I should have a baby and I should have this business. Well, again, that's not really her place. It's your place to have a conversation with your husband and to get him on board and for you two to be on the same page. It's not your friend who's never met this dude. And that's why I keep saying to you guys, like, it's two people in a relationship. The more people you bring into your relationship, the messier it gets. And then guess yeah. what? It's always the friend or the or the sister or the brother or the mom or the dad that you brought into the relationship that's always the one that's going to have an issue because guess what? The couple gets back together or they figure it out or they work on it and the other person's sitting there holding the dirty laundry. Correct. That yeah. part. Rebecca says, why do you need your best friend to convince them? That part. That's what I was saying, and too. And you know what the answer to that is? It's because they don't communicate. And I actually think that she is a little bit, not scared of Bilal, that's not the right word. I think she's passive towards them because she's worried that she's made a wrong decision and she wants to make sure that everything she wants to get out of this relationship, she gets out of it before he, you know, denies her, you know, the baby and the business and the money and all the things. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. It's pitiful. Auntie, what's that? No, I was just saying, I don't need my friend to uh, tell me what I'm doing wrong in my marriage and what I should be doing. Uh, if anything, that's all I didn't get why she was like, oh, you should tell me. I was the one that needs to know about you being married. Uh, no, you're not. It's only her sisters and, you know, if she have a brother, or her mom or her dad should know that everybody else doesn't matter you know like not being not to be rude or anything but everybody else doesn't matter seriously that, like, and it's and i agree with you what you said earlier that's up to shida if you want mm -hmm. your best friend involved then get your best friend involved do a skype do a whatever bring her over do a facetime whatever the case may be but that's not on on bilal now i don't think bilal's in the right on this either but I also don't think that the friend was in the right either. I think they're both, they, this fight was bizarre and it was Shida's fight to have. All right, moving on to Kimberly and Usman. <clears throat> I am so disappointed in Usman's mom. She came <laughs> out, she came out taking a stand all season. She knows how these women are. She knows how these women are, Geo. And she backed down. I was shocked and appalled. Anyways, shocked and appalled. I could not <laughs> believe she gave the blessing, you guys. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. Okay. Um. So, <clears throat> Usman's off to meet the friend's daughter. So, the mom's friend's daughter, which I thought was weird because I could have sworn in a previous episode they said, that the girl was at the cousin's house, but whatever. Now it's a friend. Maybe it's a little, you know, twerk in an edit. Yeah. Um, and Usman's like, you know, we're just doing this to make my mom happy. And if my mom's happy, hopefully she'll give the blessing. I totally didn't think that she was going to give the blessing. I'm going to continue to harp on that because I cannot believe it. <laughs> so Usman meets uh, Ferdit or Ferdet. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but beautiful young 18 year old girl and at first i was like oh no she's she's too young for him and she needs to go and get 
some life experience before she gets wrapped up in this nonsense. That's <laughs> that's how I felt at first, right? Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, she's got a little bit of a backbone. She's got a little bit of spice in her, and I'm I'm about that life. So. <clears throat> The mom wants Usman to accept uh, Fardit as her choice. And so we find out she's single, she's 18, and her mom, uh, Jemai, wants a mature, responsible man for her daughter. She doesn't want a drug addict, she says. She doesn't want him to do filthy things. No filthy things. (laughs) (laughs) We are not about the filth up in here. (laughs) <laughs> wants the um, future husband to have a legit business and then tells us, the 90 Day fans, that she thinks that Usman is mature and responsible. I was like, are we talking about Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy who has his fiance buy him PS5s and, <laughs> and uh, computers? The one that has never purchased a ticket for Kimberly to come over. <laughs> He's responsible and mature. Oh, stop it. Y'all stop it. I was like, you know what? Run, run now. Cause y'all, y'all don't watch the show, obviously. <laughs> hey, April. Hey, girl. Hey. Tell um, it to an 18 year old, though. He matures for an 18 year old. That's but, but his 18 year old. Uh, aka cousin. I didn't even know her name. I just know that. I just say that's his cousin. That's Uzman cousin, y'all. You're hilarious. Uh, so we had an excellent interview that uh, on our Patreon with April from Holloway Legal PLLC. Uh, she's an immigration attorney. She broke down all the things. Uh, ninety day. And we knew this was coming, you guys. We knew this was coming. We remember that April talked to us about this, that there's no way that he's going to be able to get a green card if he mm-hmm. takes on a second wife. UCSIS does not allow it uh, because you can't be in a polygamous relationship. And so <clears throat> um, I'm really excited to drop that. I think I might drop it uh, midweek for YouTubers uh, to get all the 411 um, you guys, make sure you go follow Holloway Legal. She's a 90 Day Fiance fan, and she breaks down uh, 90 Day Fiance Fridays, legally speaking. And so we learned so many things, you guys. Like, I can't wait to talk about um, Angela and Michael because, oh, listen, wow. Michael has an out, and April told us all about it. Okay, so back to Kim and Usman. So, Usman's sitting there, and I don't know if you noticed it, Gio. Did you see how he was sitting on the couch? Like, I'm sorry, as an African, it was, he was so disrespectful. Like he, he was so disrespectful, though, because the way he was slouching down, like he was uninterested, how he's, he still thinks that he's the prize. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the young 18-year-old is, like, sitting proper. She's dressed all nicely, and she's just sitting there on the edge of the chair. And I'm looking around, like, Usman thinks that he's the prize for everyone. Like literally, he thinks he's the prize, Geo. Yeah, I agree, but he ain't. He, baby, I'm a kid. He is just a uh, look. I ain't even gonna get. I ain't even gonna uh, go ahead, Linda. Because <laughs> so I'm gonna go off. So. He's like slacking in in the couch that I just thought was really disrespectful. 
and he starts talking to her. It was like an awkward silence at first. And then he starts talking to her and he's like, you know, who are my competitors? And then he's like, I wasn't into this. I didn't even want to be here. But then seeing your beauty got me excited. And then I laugh my ass off you guys because it's always about him because he's so self-centered. And mm -hmm. I personally think he's a bit of a narcissist. He's like, do you like my business? Do you know my songs? <laughs> do you know I'm famous? <laughs> what about know them damn songs over there in Africa? Let's just Nobody be real. Nobody know like... your songs, fool. <laughs> yeah, you popping like that. Songs. You may not know international superstar. Even though you're self-proclaimed, this 18-year-old does not know your business. She doesn't know. You know Chris Brown and Michael Jackson, for real, he want to be like them so bad. Don't nobody and, know him. And has the audacity to compare himself to Michael Jackson. Boy, I mean, he need to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me break out the microphone. <laughs> we, gonna, we should get him up here to come up here and... Uh, do karaoke night or some shit. <laughs> we can battle. We can battle with our microphones and see who has uh, the better auto tune. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should sound better than his though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. Facts. Facts. So, <clears throat> get it, Linda. That part. Listen, listen, y'all heard you. You know that once that microphone goes on, the show will be <laughs> over. That's why I'm not going to turn it on. Because once I start singing, it's a wrap. <laughs> um, so ask if, he, if she knows he's famous, his music, which, again, he makes it about himself and his music all the time. I really feel like he's on the wrong show. Again, he should be on, you know, Nigeria's Got Talent or something like that. <laughs> He asked her how many kids she wants. She's like, I want four. He's like, oh, well, that's in my range. <laughs> now, one of the things I find interesting about Usman is that he is, he's a bit of a manipulator. Do you know what I mean? Like, he absolutely mm -hmm. will tell you what he thinks you want to hear. And then he'll go and tell something different to someone else. So, meanwhile, he's telling this girl, okay, I think you're beautiful. I think that we need to take our time to get to know each other. Um, he tells her all about Kimberly and how he's been dating Kimberly for a long time and he intends to marry Kim first. And, you know, does she agree to be the second wife? And she's like, no. And this is where I thought the, the 18 year old had a little bit of bite. She's like, mm. why, why would I be the second wife? Your mom doesn't even want Kimberly to be the first wife. I was like, there it is. <laughs> I was worried that you were going to be a little bit too naive, but you know, the business here, my sis. Get it. She told so the mama over there, like telling her, told that girl that that's what it was. Like the mom probably talked to her mama and was like, Hey, I don't want him marrying this woman from America. She's an older lady, like his last ex. And he's he's thinking about marrying her first, but I want her to be his second wife, not his first. Because I want your daughter to get pregnant with him and to get married with him right away. Yep. I That's cannot crazy. believe I cannot believe the mama gave the blessing. I just cannot. I'm still stuck I on can't that. Either. So um Fardit Fardet said, nah, I'm not I'm not the second wife. Like that's not gonna happen. And I gotta tell you guys something. Anytime Usman says, quote, actually, that's his tell. 
I want you guys to pay attention to any time he says actually. When he says actually, he's making a story up. Mm. He says it all the time, and that's his tell that he's about to tell some bullshit. So next time you watch and when he says it, remember remember me saying this. Every time he says actually, it's actually a story. Mm. So... <clears throat> Never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and watch it. You'll you'll pick it up now. So um the mom's like, hey, you know, did you did you like her? And then instead of saying, Yeah, I liked her and I I got her number and I said that she was beautiful and that we would take her time, he's like, No, she's okay. It's too early to decide on the matter, but he loves Kimberly. I was like, Oh. Because y'all don't act like you love each other. I just don't see. I don't see the vibe there, Gio. They are not. Kim is like, pushing him, Linda. You, we know it. I know it. Everybody know it. Kim is pushing that boy to marry her. But she, he don't love grown, her though. He doesn't love her like he loves her like a friend. I believe that, but yeah. not as a romantic interest. They do not like have that vibe. They have more like this is my this is my bro. Yeah. My this homie. is my sis. This yeah, is my sis right here. That part. So it's the next, not excuse me, it's not the next day. Um, he gets back to the hotel. Kim asks how it went. And, you know, she's having a little bit of an attitude about this whole thing. And he's like, oh, you know, it was fine. She's not ugly. and But, you know, she's beautiful. And again, I was like, oh, see how you flipped it again? So to the girl, mm -hmm. you told her, She's beautiful. Give me your number. To your mom, you said, eh, you're not sure. And then to Kimberly, you're like, she's not ugly. Well, what was it? Did you enjoy spending time with her or did you not? Well, actually. Mm. <laughs> so Kim admits that she's not ready for this. She feels like they have not been able to bask in the glory of her proposing last night. And they've had no time to enjoy it. And she's not, he's not even wearing his ring. And remember, she really gave him the ring the night before to kind of brand him. She wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he was owned property, right? She's like, I wanted to be first. That's the only reason she did that, which, you know, I have my own issues with, but whatever. And then because he thinks he's the prize, Usman's like, well, you're the one that proposed to me and I said yes to you. So... <laughs> I have to do what my mom says. I can't go and say no to my mom because a no to my mom is a no to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I know you're going through a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, are you okay? Like the way she comforted him had me rolling. I said, I can't believe it. I cannot. <laughs> what you're not about to have me doing is begging you to be in a relationship with me. That's what you're not about to do. What I I'm not about to do. What I'm not about to do is propose to you either. And what I'm not about to hear is you throw in my face while well, you propose to me and I'm doing you a favor. Because, you know, remember how he answered her? He said to her, if it will make you happy because you really want to marry me, then exactly. yeah. Ugh, gross. And she fell for it, though. She loves that. Uh -huh. Oh, wow, I'm flattered. Oh, this makes me feel, you know exactly what a woman wants, Kimberly. It's giving me um, desperate, des desperate. It's just desperate. She's just being desperate. 
desperate. When a man that damn bad, she took her ass all the way over to Africa. She could have got a man over here in San Diego and been fine. <laughs> I was just being real. It make no sense. No sense whatsoever. <clears throat> so it's the last day. And this man says he's not feeling well. He has low energy. And allegedly, Muhammad called and said the mom needed to speak and meet with them right away. And mm -hmm. so the mom comes. And again, you guys, I cannot believe she gave the blessing. The mom comes and says, hey, you know, I hear you're not satisfied with this woman from yesterday. She basically says that she gives up. And because this woman has come back for the blessing over and over and over again. <clears throat> and so... He asks for the blessing again, and Kimberly is given the blessing in the form of an agreement. So basically the mom's like, you have no rights to my, my son's money. He has no rights to your money unless you both agree to that. Mom says, you have to allow him to visit every quarter. And I don't think Kimberly knew what every quarter is. Do you know every quarter means that he has to come? There's... Four, eight, twelve, right? That's three. So three, six, nine, twelve. That's four. Three months. Every three months, that's a quarter. A quarter, a quarter, a quarter. So he has to go back to Nigeria every three months. Like Y'all realize that, right? Yeah. And also, he has to be able to marry another lady in the future so that they can have babies. Now, here's the thing about this whole situation. I'm not sign I'm not signing any type of random contract like that just so that I can get the blessing so I can marry some dude that doesn't even really want love me and want to be with me. And the simple fact that he wants to come to America to advance his music career to be an international superstar. I mean, no. You're not about to use me like that. I cannot. Mm. Um and again, you guys, I will be dropping April's interview from Holloway Legal. Uh, for YouTubers this week and she breaks down how this whole thing works like he might have been doing all this for nothing because what he's not about to be able to do is marry Kimberly come to the US on a green card and then go and get married again and be in a polygamous relationship especially where she's from in San Diego they don't allow that there they don't allow it they don't allow it anywhere in the US no it's uh I think it is like certain those states like so it's one I think it's like two states. I forgot Not, what states they so, are. So because I interviewed the Seeking Sister Wives and they explained that because Utah is not really people think it's a polygamous state, but it's actually oh. not the laws are not polygamous. They and maybe April can jump in on this. I I believe they just don't prosecute people who live that lifestyle. Makes sense. Um so these are like some behind the scenes photos of after Usman's mom betrayed us and gave the blessing and they look all very happy. <laughs> I listen, uh, what is her name again? Fatimu, 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 you disappointed me. I thought you were going to hold on tight to the reins, Fatimu. What happened? Someone tell me what happened. Fatimu, I'm talking to you directly. Um, and then here is Kimberly and Fatimu together after the blessing. She don't even look happy. They're like a fake smile. And she just putting that on. I just, uh, let me just smile for the camera because I want my son to stay on another day and 
his music career to blow up. That and this woman did buy me a cow. That's what she smiled about on those things. She really don't give a damn about no damn camera. Like you can look at it. That, that is go back to the same picture. It's the same exact smile she's putting. You know, people change their smiles if they're really happy. It's the same exact smile. She that's a front smile. She don't really care. She's just like, whatever make my son happy. I guess he's been crying all this damn time about this woman. I don't know why he's crying. Last one, he brought him. She don't even understand her own damn son. She's trying to get her to date an 18 year old. He said, you need to find somebody in the family. Like, come on. I'm just, I'm totally disappointed. That's all I know. I'm disappointed. <clears throat> uh, on to Jenny and Submit. Here, you know what? I don't know. If it's because I don't know, I don't want to say it's because she's getting <laughs> older. I do want to ask you, Gio, do you feel like Jenny is getting needier and needier and needier? Yes, she is. You can tell. And now she's starting to hurt. Now look at it. So her back hurt, her neck hurt, her breast hurt, her throat hurt, her eye oh, hurt, everything hurt. Oh, Lord. Her toe oh, hurt. Lord. I feel like, okay, this woman has been living in India for at least three years now. She's been in this relationship for 10 years. And I know I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. I don't understand how she has not um, engrossed herself mm-hmm. in the culture. She doesn't speak the language. She has zero. How do you live somewhere for three, four plus years and have no friends? Hmm. How do you not go outside by yourself and you go to the market for the first time four, <laughs> three, four years later? Like, I, how? what is happening? You... You were a single mom. I know single moms are stronger and have to do more. And I'm not, I don't know if you're like, oh, I'm retired now, so I don't have to do anything for myself. I don't have to think for myself. And oh, Submit, you have to take care of me. Like, I don't know what it is, but something has changed and it's driving me crazy because it's making her look like an invalid in, in my eyes. So it the scene opens up. She's at the doctor's office. She's got a pain in her arm because she's putting pictures up and she fell off the chair. And so she either has like a ligament or a muscle tear or whatever. She didn't break anything. So she was super happy about that. She's like, oh, doctor, well, you have to tell me I'm doing good for 63 because I didn't break a bone. Jenny, like, what what do you do all day? Because... The mom tried to introduce you to yoga. You didn't want to work out. And then I remember you went to the temple and you did like doing like the chanting thing, but you didn't want to do that. So what do you do? Well, you don't clean because we've seen the apartment or the house that you live in. You don't cook because you try to to give your man just a bucket of mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what is she all day? Do you know what I mean? Like Geo, Geo, I know listen, I have African parents and I know that even in African American culture, can you imagine going grocery shopping and like you have all the fresh fruits and vegetables, you come home and you just leave it on the counter? That would not fly in, no. in my family. Like, what were you busy doing, Jenny, that you couldn't put the groceries away and then you waited for Smith to come home before you started trying to peel one potato on a plate? <laughs> What's happening? Is she going to boil it? <laughs> <laughs> she could have baked the potato in some food. Right. She could have baked potatoes. 
Who the hell, boy, potatoes? This is mashed potatoes. I didn't see, Gio, I didn't see a seasoning in sight. She ain't putting no butter on them. Nothing. nothing, no chives. That shit was pitiful. Now she over here complaining this shit. Submit, I need you to help me. You said she, she said she fell out the chair. I, I ain't gonna lie, the gummy, I don't mean love. I laughed at that shit. I ain't gonna lie. That's why she goes and gets some acupuncture in her body because she didn't fell out the chair trying to put a picture up. What the hell going on? She, she the move the parents out of the way. The mama, you know what? So met mom was right. She said, "How are you gonna be able to take care?" Remember a couple seasons ago, so met mom told Samet. She said, "How is you gonna be able to take care of me and your dad and her? Because that's what you're gonna end up doing. Right. And we're not gonna allow you to do that. And they, they, they don't want him to come to the funeral now. When they do go, who, who knows what that is, but." Whenever they do submit, cannot be allowed. Disinvited to a funeral of someone who hasn't died yet. That's so ridiculous to me, by the way. Just Um, imagine they wake up out the grave and tell him to leave. (laughs) Facts. So they're still at the doctor's office, and um, she's going to have to do like physio for 10 days. And in the meantime, Samit is starting to realize that he's a little bit worried about her health issues because she's getting older. And he's going to have to take care of her. Plus, he's, you know, 33, wanting to have a career of his own. Um, And he's wondering, like, how is he going to balance all of that? And he's realizing that they're in different stages in their life. And to throw out that he's saying that he wants a baby now again. This is like the third time he mentioned a baby. I was like, I cannot wait to see that conversation. Because Jenny's going to freak the F out. She's going to freak out. Because mm-hmm. she wants all the she wants all of the attention. She wants all of Samit's attention twenty four seven, and so they're sitting in the doctor's office. They're doing a bunch of stuff like rotating her arm, uh, giving her acupuncture, all the things. We find out that Samit is scared of needles, um, and he's fainted in the past a few times from drawing and giving blood, and so he's just very ske- squeamish about that. You think that's what happened to his teeth? That's a side note. I'm just saying, you think that's what happened to his teeth? He probably got, he probably was taking some out of blood and I seen some blood and fell out and had cracked his teeth on the corner or something. Hit his mouth on the side of the crack. You are not right for that. <laughs> just a side note. <laughs> side note. <laughs> uh, and Diana says, convenient how she gets hurt right after he tells her he's going to be working seven days a week. That yeah, part. <laughs> That part, Diana. So, um, I'm like, okay. She tells Samit that he needs to be more available to take care of her. And I was like, my note literally says, shaking my damn head. Make some friends. Make some friends. Why are you being so needy? You can't, if you can't take care of yourself, and you can't stand on your own two feet, that is not what a relationship is. A relationship is two people. Just think of it, and I always say this, it's two pillars coming together and supporting each other. It's not one having to support the two of you and you just be like, oh, I can't do anything. I guess I, you can't leave me alone. You can't, like this This fool's 33. Mm. He's gonna wanna work. He's been living the retired lifestyle with you for the past four years. 
So, you know, just go for a walk, make a friend. I thought you had a couple of friends. Didn't we get introduced to a couple of friends some seasons ago? What happened? She's going to be friends with that lady who tried to scam her for that food. Right. Like, that's I think that would be a good friendship. That that woman would give her some street street sense in a heartbeat. That part. So um, her daughter, Christina, and her her wife, Jen, are arriving for a visit. And, you know, because of the pandemic and all of that, they haven't seen each other in over two years. Although in real life, Jenny did go back to Palm Springs recently um, and hung out with her daughter. So they've, they've been seeing each other more recently now. So they arrived. They both scream and hug each other and are excited. And that was a really special reunion because I know it's been hard for a lot of people who haven't been able to go back home and see their family and spend time with their family. So that was really sweet. They both start mm-hmm. crying. Um, and then they come in and Samit has cooked for them. And again, this is another person that just jumps right into the couple situation. So Christina's like, listen, I just want my mom to be happy. And She's here in a foreign country by herself and your family doesn't support her or accept her. So I need you to make sure that you completely support my mom. You completely stand up for my mom. And if your family says they're not going to accept her, then you're going to have to tell your family if they don't accept her, they don't accept me, which he will never do ever, Gio. We've spent the last eight years him groveling to his family and his family never accepting her. So they're never going to accept her. Not ever going to accept her. Then you say something about that, uh, like in India, that like having family is like being rich, like having your whole entire family over there in India. That's like, because they, they, I know them people in India be having money, you know, like when they come over here to America, they got money, but they, they, they have their family, you know what I'm saying? They have their back, the, the parents and the father and the mother, they have that. But imagine if he comes over here to America and he don't have that. He ain't going to have nothing. That's what it sounds like to me. He's he going to have everything off of Jenny. And Je- he's going to be really taking care of Jenny. That's all what it is. He's just taking care of her, which he ain't going to be able to ever go get no job. And then by the time you know he's going to look up, he's going to be 50 some years old, still taking care of her with nothing. Um, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but I, I get your point. I get your point. Here's the thing, though, Gio, that drove me crazy. There's two things. I know one of you guys is going to know the first thing. The first thing is I'm convinced now that they've heard my disdain about these paper plates. I know you guys were not in India eating off paper plates. I know it. I know it for a fact. I know that you didn't have your guests arrive and you didn't bring out the cutlery because you can eat off the paper plates. I know you guys Mm. are doing it on purpose now. That's all I'll say about the paper plates. The second thing is Sumit then had the audacity to say that Christina needs to stop butting in to his situation. She needs (laughs) to stay out of the situation because she doesn't know what it's like for him and his family in India. I said, I do I cannot believe it. Uh, are you submit who your mama and your daddy have and your brother and his wife have been all up in your business 
worked this whole time for a year in and year out, year in and you friggin' went and got married while you were still in a relationship with Jenny because your parents arranged it and you have the audacity to say Christina needs to stay out of your business instead of the situation. What mm. have you what? And that's just one person from her side. Come on, yeah, now. everybody. His the whole village was in his business. Come Remember the people on. was laughing at his mom and daddy. They walked down the street, people laughing at them. <laughs> Come on, now. The auntie was like, people laughing at them. They walking down the street and they making fun of your mom and your daddy. Boy, you know, I'll cut it out. <laughs> Facts. I was like, I know he did not just say that. I know he did not just say that. You better look at your own damn self. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on to Libby and Andre. Oh, I'm gonna tell you something. In my opinion, okay, and this is my personal opinion. This fool Andre is isolating his wife, Libby. This fool yeah. is grooming her. And I, again, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I'm gonna tell you someone who is literally talking shit call, says, F your mom to your face tells you that you can't spend time with your family and why should we even bother making an effort and that he hates them and they're against them and they're out to get him, all the stuff. That's literally him isolating, isolating. In his mind, he's telling Libby, oh, I'm protecting my family. No, this is a form mm. of abuse when you start isolating your spouse and they can't, they can't have friends, they can't, hang out with their family and the only reason you have chuck is because chuck has the first strings because you used to fight with chuck like you fight with everyone else in her family until you needed his money and now because you're in quote business with him and he funded your business you're not about to let that money go yeah so um they're at an alpaca farm and with ellie and chuck and stefan and Chuck pulls Libby over and is like, you know, I'm concerned that you've isolated from your mom and your sisters and this announcement that you put on social media and you didn't share that with your mom and your sisters. Meanwhile, you guys all shared your first pregnancies together and now you do it this way and you do it this way because your husband doesn't want you to have any contact with them. And he's like, mm. <clears throat> You know, what are you going to do now that you're pregnant? Like, what's going to happen with your career? What's going to happen with your singing career? She's like, oh, I'm going to put all of that on hold. I'm just going to stop it and focus on my pregnancy. And again, that's isolating because if you guys remember, Libby was all about her business. She was all about her real estate and the decorating and all of this stuff. And just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you can't sing. But again, <laughs> Andre is probably like, no, you're not doing any of this. Another form of isolation. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Joslo. Joslo says you can see the inner turmoil in Libby's face. Thank Absolutely, you. you can. And I, I dare say, also you can see how she changes her behavior. How she, because remember, seasons ago she would talk back to him, and she would stand up for herself. And now she just, as soon as he starts freaking out and cussing at her, she just shuts down and doesn't say anything. Or she changes like the way she says it and talks like a little bit slower and a little bit more estrogen in her voice. And it it's like I I can't stand it. There's something going on in that home. 
that. It's going to come out. It's going to yep. come out. Yep. So Chuck goes on to say, you know, in tough times, you need family. And he feels like all of this has gone too far. And being on the outs with your family is just not okay with him anymore. And he shares a personal story, uh, how he had cancer five years ago. Um, and he almost died on the operating table. And then the Lord spared his life. And he said, you know, the Lord didn't spare my life to see my family fractured like this. And he's like, you know, once I get back to Florida, I'm going to ask everyone to go to family therapy. Would you be open to it? And she's like, well, I'd be open to going to one. But if it's going to be all this negative stuff, then I'm not going to go to anymore. Because I think Libby knows, Gio, that her husband is the issue. Because yeah. they didn't have these issues before he was in the picture. They didn't. It's, it's Andre, you can tell. And it, it, out of nowhere, like me, I'm, I'm agree, totally agree with everything you just said. He used to yell at her, and then she would fight him back. Now, she used to be able to shut him up. Now, slowly, since she came back on this season, they've been on for, what, three seasons now. Now that she up, they came back for this fourth season. She's like very timid. Like yeah. he get the yelling. She don't. She don't tell him, "Hey, don't da 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 da." Yep. She she shuts down completely. Yeah. Like she freezes up. Like when he yells and stuff, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like, man, what the hell going on here? Like he up there, he doing some behind closed doors that we don't know about. I guarantee you, without a doubt, this no kind. I don't like willing, him no more. I'm, I'm starting not to like him. If he's willing to cuss in her face on national TV in front of her parents, in mm. front of her mom, in front of her family, I can only imagine what happens when they're not tape, uh, filming. Like, I just... Exactly. Terrible. So, anyways, this is the last night in Arizona. Um, they're having some alone time, roasting marshmallows and talking about, like, what's next for them, the baby moon, the push presence, the gender reveal. And he automatically takes charge again and says, well, who's going to be at this gender reveal? Only people that matter. Meaning... <laughs> Because he says that he doesn't care about her, her family, meaning that none of her family, right, is going to be at this gender reveal. Um, and then he goes on to say that Elizabeth's mom and her sisters are not the best people. And look at them. They didn't reach out to you after you posted the social media. Yeah, they didn't reach out to you because their feelings are hurt. You didn't have no. the the... The courage to just tell not them. even courage, but you just didn't have the kindness to reach out and let your family know before you let the whole world know that you're pregnant and you allowed your husband to convince you to do something that you knew in your heart was not the right thing to do, but because you don't want to make him angry and go against his will, you just did it. And mm -hmm. I just think that's a terrible thing. And then now he's already trying to condition you, tell you who's going to be at the gender reveal. And he says, you know, F your mom. We shouldn't reach out anymore. Why should we, Andre says. He doesn't care about these people. He doesn't respect these people. They're toxic and they're interfering with his mental health. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> who, are, who are you talking about? Because I know you need to go ahead and put a mirror up and say that again to your own damn self. But wouldn't wouldn't um wouldn't Elizabeth have more mental health problems than he would because she actually 
push that baby and when she be going through postpartum depression and especially with having another child too on top of that about to be ready to have him and he's yelling at her like that and ain't no telling what he's really doing in that closed door like don't you know what he, he he's so dumb he don't even know what that'll do to a woman you know what i'm saying like absolutely that's, the serious. Alone. that's why and I, I mean the live chat that's what they're saying that's why she's like being timid and not like fighting back she's just sitting there because she also has to think about her daughter and her new baby that is coming. It's very stressful to have a, a... Listen, I was thinking the other day, you guys. This man comes off like he's such like machismo, right? He wants to be the alpha male. He wants to mm -hmm. tell everyone where they're going to go, how they're going to go, who you're going to be friends with, when you're going to be friends with them. And meanwhile, big conspiracy theory. Everyone's against you. They're out to destroy you. He's screaming at Ellie every, not Ellie, at, as well as Ellie too, because he does cuss in front of that baby more than any person I've ever known, but screaming at Libby. And then meanwhile, this fool doesn't even know how to tie a tie. And when she goes to help him tie the tie for his green card interview, he freaks out. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, auntie. Hey, girl. Hey. What's up, auntie's advice? Peace and love. That's auntie down there? Uh-huh. I can't see the comments. Oh, I'll, I'll pop it up for you. Uh, did I miss it? Did I? There it is. She says, hey, oh, y'all, two of my faves. What up, auntie? Everybody needs. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> so, turns out that Libby does some of the soft talking. And Andre says, fine, I'm willing to go to the doctor to therapy, but not because he wants to actually go to therapy. He wants to go and put her family on the spot, call them out and have the doctor tell them about themselves. I was like, you know what? That shit's going to backfire in your face, Andre, because you know what? The doctor therapist is going to tell you about your damn self and tell you what yeah, you're doing right. wrong and how you're isolating your wife and how you are verbally abusive to her and you need to stop cussing and yelling in front of this poor toddler that you have mm -hmm. he's gonna scare the baby next like and that's a little girl too you know that's what makes me upset with him too like the way you talk around that little girl constantly like that and just be doing that and the little girl ain't doing it she's young she can't even barely speak you know, I could see if she was eight or something, she's doing something, messing up in the house and just knowing what she did. Then you, you know, raise your voice a little bit at the, the at your daughter. But other than that, while she's a little, little baby, she's supposed to be your little angel. You know, somebody you protect, like you ain't even supposed to be all mad or none of that around her. Like, you, come here, baby. You know, like that. I miss you that type thing with the little girls, especially. But again, it made me think when that little girl get older, is that's what he going to. He gonna have to see that again, you know, if he keeps doing that. Yeah, because that's what she's gonna, gonna go for. Is, and she's gonna think it's acceptable behavior. She's going exactly. to think that that's how men should treat women, and mm -hmm. he's gonna be in for a rude awakening. I'll tell you that. All right, um, I'm gonna do my disclaimer because uh, I I just have to because the way I go off is probably not right. But um, I'm doing Angela and Michael next. Um, I think Angela is a terrible person. I think she's trash. I think she's abusive. I think that 
her time has passed. Her she's just toxic all over the board. And I think that she doesn't take responsibility for her own actions, her own words. And she thinks that she's better than. And it drives me crazy that she thinks she's better than um, Michael, who is Nigerian and she's American. It just drives me crazy. And so I'm coming from that angle. Angela um, is packing because she's trying to leave Nigeria. Notice that we didn't even see her friend that she flew to Nigeria with, Renee. Where's she been, right? Because mm. that's the whole situation on its own. I'll leave it at that. Y'all know what the deal y'all is with that whole situation. That being said, she's packing and it's woe is me, woe is me. My own husband doesn't have the desire to fix this relationship. Bitch, you are insecure. <laughs> you are insecure, insecure, insecure. You're a narcissist. You think you look better than you do and you think the world revolves around you. And you think a grown-ass person, a grown-ass man in his 30s can't have Instagram and shouldn't have any females whatsoever in his phone. You better get the fuck out of here. You better stop mm -hmm. playing. But I'm also mad at Michael because, Michael, you said mm. you swore up and down that you were going to stand up for yourself. You were not going to budge on this. And again, you let me down like Mama Usman let me down because... You want to save your marriage? What do you want to save? This woman literally verbally abuses you every single day. She sticks her finger in your face and cusses and cusses and cusses and cusses. She verbally and physically attacked you this season. And she called him a B word a lot. Emasculates him all the time, 100%. And listen, this is Angela. I don't give a fuck about you. <coughs> you bitch. <coughs> you don't love me, Michael. Delete your Instagram, Michael. End <coughs> scene. So she's packing, she lights her cigarette. She coughs into the phone, answers the phone. Michael wants to um, mend things and fix the relationship. So he's going to say, <laughs> let's go meet somewhere. And then she lights another cigarette and smokes that. And then she lights another cigarette while she's in the ride chair. She meets them at the open bar outside. And he looks scared of her. Because he knows, he knows that he's about to just get more toxic yelling. And so he's just sitting there and she's sitting there and she's like, oh, I'm going to try to not, I'm going to try to not say anything. I'm going to try not to say anything. And he's like, I'll delete it. And he feels bad. He says, I don't feel bad for you because why are you deleting it? You're deleting it over mm -hmm. this woman right here. You feel discouraged. Why do you feel discouraged? You feel discouraged because of this woman right here. You're allowing this woman to run your life. You're allowing this woman to emasculate you. You're allowing this woman to talk crazy to you. And you're allowing this woman not only to disrespect you, mm -hmm. but embarrass you. So you're going to give her your phone to call this random woman that you used to go to school with. You, I, listen, you call me and be like, who is this in my phone? 
who is in my husband's phone? You better believe I'm hanging up on you. And not only am I hanging up on you, I'm calling you a few choice words and then hanging up and then blocking you. And guess what? I don't need friends like you if you got crazy people phoning me randomly like this. So I'm picking up thinking I'm talking to my friend or about to talk to my friend and you throw this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Listen, not everyone in Nigeria is about to allow some trash ass backward talking, non-educated verbal abuser to come up in their country and call up on their phone and talk crazy because you think you're better than. Nope. She not thinks she's sexy, but got a she got a whole booty hole on the side of her cheek. Not like, your mom now. Not today. Not today, oh, click. So <laughs> Um, he's going to delete it because he wants to work on the marriage and she's like, let me see your phone. You should never have had IG in the first place. And now she's like, it's my right to go through your phone. And so my question to the live chat, and if you guys are watching the replay, uh, if you're married or you're in a relationship, is it your right to go through your partner's phone? No. You say no, Gio? I say no. That's that's people privacy. You should trust your partner. I think so. And I was gonna say, you know what? If you trust your partner and you love your partner, and there's there's no need to go through each other's phones. There's exactly. no need. If you actually love each other and trust each other, then you all know everything, anyways. Everyone's saying no. I just says not a booty hole, Gio. I done fell out. <laughs> yeah, she got a Buddha hole on the side of her cheek. I literally watched that today. <laughs> and Lori says you should never need to go through your their phone. So she's like, it's my right. It's my God-given right to go through this phone. Oh, God, this woman. And then... I'd be um, wanting to say she better quit putting God in her shit. Right, <laughs> right. Um... And then she cusses and says, you know, I'll always be in your effing business. And, you know, Michael's like all wimpy. He's like, you know, Angela does things that she doesn't want me to do, like doing those duets with that guy on TikTok. And when she literally said that you should, you cannot have any women in your phone, I just was like, I'm done. Hmm. I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with your ridiculous standards and rules and regulations you think you're all that you think you're all that that you're going to control this man and you know what was crazy to me geo was crazy what? he literally says hey first of all he begs her to make the marriage work and then he literally says if he goes to america it's going to be hell for him what <laughs> what the hell what why are we here then if you know this <laughs> Michael, if you know this, why are we here then? He's basically telling you he ain't got no common sense to leave this woman. You know what? And I get it. He He wants his green card so badly. He wants his green card so badly. And he's put in, what, five years of abuse? He's like, I deserve this. But I'm going to tell you, and I've said it before, and I said, I fear for him. You go in the deep south of Georgia because he's not in. She doesn't live in Atlanta, you, you guys. Living in deep. She's in Hazlehurst. 
and he ain't got no family, no friends there, and this woman screaming and shouting, listen, I would not put anything past this woman. Not a one. Not a one. He better be recorded. You know what he needs to get, Gio? He needs to get one of those GoPros <laughs> and stick that GoPro 24-7 so that he is recording everything every day so that she can't turn around and say that he did anything to her or anything to her. she live in the woods. Listen. She live in a wooded area. Listen. This is the worst thing ever. Worst. Um, the dirty South. He mm -hmm. earned the green card, but also worry for him. And Slycat says, me too. He doesn't know anyone in Georgia. Now, uh, there has been a rumor flying around and I, I'll address it again. I, I shared it. Did I share it in news and gossip? Anyways, uh, there's been people posting of Angela and Michael. Michael is not in the United States you guys. And so that photo that's circulating that went viral of them grocery shopping, um, that's a Nigerian market. That's what the big markets that are inside, like the regular art type of quote unquote Western grocery stores, that's what they all look like. Um, and if you just look deeper into it, you'll see that all the Cheko aisles um, all have Nigerian phrases. And um, if you look at the little baby who they're, the marketing is diapers it's actually a nigerian diaper company um so all this stuff that she's bombarding her social media present day it's all stuff like video and pictures that she took when she was in nigeria and she's trolling y'all thinking that oh michael is in the u.s and i just want you guys to always just use your common sense if he was indeed in the u.s none of us would know because she would be breaking her NDA. Surely would. <sighs> Last and certainly not least, um, Jovi and Yara. They're meeting up with Jovi's friend T, who's from Georgia but lives in Germany, but is meeting them in Prague on their date night. Now, Gia, what did you think of him bringing his friend on their date night or meeting up with their friend, the friend? I think it wasn't like I'm with the, like the same thing. With, um, it's okay to meet up with your friend, but not with your wife. Like just being honest. But um, if, if he was, if his if Joby's intentions was to let T, let Joby, let Yara know how Joby used to be, then yeah, why not? She that she they went on it. She went on that. He went on that date with uh, her and her friends. But you know, I mean, she was gonna have to meet him meet away. I'm gonna be. I think maybe I have the unpopular opinion. So I might have an opinion that no one has. But this is my opinion. First of all, fuck T. Who's T? This is your friend that you haven't <laughs> seen for years, and you're gonna actually come up in here in my marriage and tell me about my marriage and tell me what I shouldn't, shouldn't be buying in Prague, what I shouldn't, should not be doing. And then Jovi's going to put her on the spot and say, well, can he come with us to Germany? And what you're asking me right now in front of him. And he goes, yeah, you can say yes or no. Now you can just say no. Now. Why are you putting your wife on the spot? Because you want your party buddy to go to Germany with you when you know that this was already going to be a hard trip for Yara because she was coming first time back after a pandemic as well as Ukraine is at war. 
And so the people that she's meeting are people that just fled a war. So she doesn't give a fuck about your strip clubs. She doesn't give a fuck <laughs> about drinking. And you're putting her on the spot and say, hey, let's, let's bring the party boy and let's go partying in jerk. Like, no. Nah. That's, I would be like, first of all, I would be cordial to tea and be like, hey, this is great to know you guys were travel buddies. We've all been there. We've all had our uni days where where we party to the break of dawn. You know, sometimes we have our, our party days now or you party to the break of dawn. Either way, we've all had those uni days. You have your travel buddy and your drinking buddy. And those stories are always fun to share. So I'm, I'm all about that. The part that I felt that I was like, oh, you kind of, you kind of, I'm not with you with this, Jovi. You're, you're literally bringing this dude who we've never met, who you haven't seen in years, into your business. When meanwhile, you were complaining last episode how Yara was bringing her mom into the relationship and telling the mom about your relationship when she should be talking to you. Now you need to follow your own advice. If you have an issue with your wife and you want to talk about those issues, what you're not about to do is bring some rando in to fight your battles. So, so Yara also finds about out about the other other Ukraine women that Jovi and T dated in the past, which I don't think is a big deal. Y'all are married now. We all have a past. The past is in the past. No big deal, in my opinion. Um. So. The other thing is what you're not about to do as the new friend that's just meeting me and coming out the gate hot tea is you're not going to say, oh, so is this relationship for now or is it for forever? And I loved how Yara handled it. Yara says, we've been together now for four years and we have a baby. So I don't know what you're talking about right now. And then um, Yara goes on to say, you know, are you married? Oh, so then you probably don't know what married life is like and then he's like oh well that sounds like bs to me i know how about communication um okay but again you're not married so you don't know how marriages work damn linda went hard i sure did i was like who are these random friends that are coming in and telling you about your relationship and you haven't seen them in years how Think about it, Gio. Think, think about this, okay? Think about yeah. this. I come to your I come to your spot and blow up your spot with you and your wife, and I don't know shit about your relationship. Make that make sense. It doesn't at all. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That was the episode. I'm excited for next week because the previews look interesting. I think that uh, Bilal and the friend are gonna 100% get into it. And then what really excited me, Gio, was yeah. when Becky and Jen meet up with Andre and Libby because Andre be is so used to bullying his wife that he doesn't know how to handle a woman that talks back to him. And when Becky gets up and not only gets up and gets in his face, you, did you see the, the where the screen ended? Where it ended, he it was shocked. He was shocked. shocked. Yeah, but you know what it is? I think that he, he tries to take that energy out on her, on uh, Elizabeth. 
that he has for his, for her family. I think that he's taking it out on the wrong person. You need to quit doing that shit to women, period. I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not with that at all. I, yeah. I don't agree with that. He's a bully. Mm-hmm. You know what? Go ahead. If you want to go bully, go bully in the gym. Go boxing. Yeah. Go something like that. You and that Angela, part. in my opinion, him and Angela just need timeouts, 100%. You all need timeouts and you need to deal with your own insecurities if you feel like you have to uh, control people the way you control people. He can come to the gym with me. I can get rid of that bob, but I'll make him throw up a couple times. Marsha said, I'm ready for gangsta Becky. (laughs) 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 You guys, thank you so much for joining us, Gio. Thank you so much for being here. And I know I owe this single life. It's just been a crazy time, y'all. Bear with me. But I'm going to do this. Sing- Actually, I'm going to say it right now, right here. I'm doing the single net life tomorrow, and I'm catching us up. So that's it. I have to be held to it because I said it. And uh, I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Geo, bye for now. Auntie, bye. April, bye. And all my Patreon subscribers, love you. Bye, guys. Hello. That's my road